Hello and welcome to the super colorful original telecommunity transmission, otherwise known as Scottcast. The first official Scottcast with a company video thing. Hello, David. Hey. How's it going, Scott? <laughs> it is going well. We're on our second take. And the second take is always the better take. Well, that's, I mean, they say the third time's a charm, but, you know, maybe we'll do well, it. Well, we don't need a going. charm. We don't need charms. We yeah. got all the charming things that you would need. So. That's right. Yep. Third take's the charm. Second take is serviceable. That's right. And that's that's the... That's, that's what we're aiming for, right there. That's the... <laughs> not the... Okay, we're not going yeah, we're, to... This isn't Hitler salute. No. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so the first take was trashed because there was too much Hitler talk, and I didn't want to associate Scottcast <laughs> with Hitler talk. But now we're just going to start off with, with, with Hitler salutes anyways. But no, we were just trying to measure... Uh, the amount of serviceability, which is we want mid-level serviceability, not mid-level, high level. Not high level. <laughs> <laughs> the bend of the knee is, is very important. The goose there. Okay. Okay. But All right, we're right here. Too much, not enough. That's us. Serviceable. Serviceable. That's Excellent. How we're we're going to start every stackcast with a serviceable. <laughs> serviceable. It's like a, almost like a high five, but not really. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, because. We're not perfectionists at Scottcasts. Yeah. This is a fun project. This is something that we do to blow off steam and to enjoy our lives. Yeah. People don't want to tune in to people who are stressed out. and Nobody likes perfectionists. Perfectionists uh, always want... Well, perfectionism want... has its place. Like in the business. When you're, when you're running a business, you want somebody who's got perfect uh, service. Someone who's got their mind i guess you want a high quality but i mean i've worked with perfectionists in the past who it's like you do something and it's like they want it done their way and only their way and then it's like they keep they, they keep, they're yeah. not they're not okay unless n- no it's like this is slightly off and we need to redo the entire setup or something like that you know what I mean? yeah, yeah perfectionist kind of is not a good word yeah like because you know they want to do it over and over and over and it's like sometimes you just don't have the time or the resources to just do that. You just got to go with what you got and you got to be okay with that. And you got to be okay with like, we did a good job and yeah, yeah, I got you. Right, right. So my podcast is serviceable. Serviceable. And High my quality. business, Krauss Digital Marketing. There's the plug. Right. Yeah. Is plug beyond plug. serviceable. Yeah. Visit my website, KraussDigital.com to find out more. Click it. Click it. Click it or dig it. Click it. So I've got Dave here. And I'm excited to have Dave here. He was an original, he was an original participant in Scottcast when I first had this thing going, when I was first trying it out. And I had to delete most of the episodes he was in, except mm. for the first ten minutes of Scottcast Saves Christmas, mm-hmm. because the content w- waved back and forth. I I didn't like it. I would I pr- I wanted to start with a blank blank slate. I wanted to bring him on again though, because he was. The best part of Scottcast and, and a lot of those Scottcasts, and I thought the best way to do it, let's show the world David Vanderheiden. That's right. That's right. So we're on the video Scottcast. Yeah. I was gonna berate him because he I hasn't was... been listening to the reboot of Scottcast, have you? I should have been listening, and I I guess I just wasn't in tune with my social media, um, you know, and you know that's my bad. So it's okay. Been a bit, I've been busy, but you know. There's, I could I could have used a Scott cast maybe to distract me from my busy work week because everybody needs a little bit of uh, levity in their lives, a little bit of entertainment to watch. Yeah, I'm to thinking think about. for your job you fly a lot, right? You, yeah, you, yeah, you go Would to Florida a lot. So you should have been tuning in on the plane on the commute 
Because Skycast mm. is wonderful, particularly the audio portion. Yeah. Which we'll get to later. Right. What what kind of things are we talking about in, in, in the extended audio version of Skycast this week? We're talking a lot about uh, a very iconoclastic uh, rogue figure on today's landscape, uh, Mr. Elon Musk. We're going to do a lot of talking about Elon. Yeah, the man, the myth, the legend. Uh, I feel like, yeah, he's a very interesting person to talk about. And I feel like um, when you talk about the kind of things that he does and that he has planned... It opens up a lot of avenues for interesting conversations about where we're going with, you know, our technology and where we're going as like just, you know, humanity and civilization in general in our future. And that's what he's all about is the future. So the thing that I like that I start out with Elon Musk is he's got a lot of practical businesses, Uh, electric car company. He started PayPal. Yeah. But he's also got these really crazy out of this world businesses literally like spacex that's oh, kyle i see him. what you did there Scott. right out of this world like spacex tune into podcast right and his i think i remember reading somewhere that in the in the main office for spacex or tesla or one of his companies one of his big things in california he has this giant mural and the mural has a landscape of Mars populated. And he says his main goal is to see humanity immigrate or just emigrate. What emigrate or what's the word for colonize? Colonize, colonize, colonize. Mars. I don't know. I, I think I think he's blowing his top a little bit. Yeah, for sure. I think, he's going a little crazy. Well, I think that's his uh, that's his way that he operates. This is you know his. Uh, to put a deadline, you know, put the cart in front of the horse. But, you know, if you don't have somebody doing that, you got nobody really trying to push forward to the future. So I think it's interesting. I think it's, I think it's, uh, I don't think that he's going to achieve everything that he does. But even even if he only achieves half the stuff that he has planned, that'd be pretty spectacular. And somebody can pick up kind of the mantle that he has set. So we'll talk about that more when we get into the audio portion. But, um, yeah, I think that's definitely... Um, we'll bring up a lot of topics about, um, you know, our, the, the future and where we're going. And uh, I think it's, it's, it's exciting to talk about. Um, and I think uh, he's kind of ahead of his time, but in a good way. But, um, yeah, we'll kind of maybe talk about, you kind of let me know what you're thinking about some of the, I'm going to kind of recap, you know, what he's been up to. And, you know, he's definitely met a lot of failures, you know, and been on the brink of, like a lot of entrepreneurs on the brink of failure and kind of come back from the precipice of failure. And now he's, you know, the, you know, one of the richest men in the world, very successful, very ambitious. So if anything, he's, I think it's that, um, he kind of represents a certain aspect of, uh, you know, human advancement. So that, you know, where we're going. Speaking of human advancement, I have a hypothetical question, not a hypothetical cause I want you to answer it, but I have a question. I want, well, it is hypothetical, not rhetorical. I was thinking okay. rhetorical. My hypothetical question is this. If you could replace a body part with some ultra-technological version, something like like an eye replaced with a computer that has mm, a mm. dashboard and everything that, that you can see, you can Google things just by looking at it without having the stupid glasses on, yeah. uh, stuff like that, what would you do? What kind of... What, what kind of change would you make to the human body to become more perfect cyborg? Well, I think that everything is, uh, you know, everything's controlled by our nervous system. So it'd probably be some kind of neural link 
which is actually what Elon Musk is working on. Oh, so, is that a thing? Yeah, it's actually, we'll talk about that a little bit. But yeah, he's actually working on integration with artificial intelligence and um, trying to actually get us all synced up with the uh, the internet and, you know, worldwide. And it'll be, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that. So, Wait a minute, directly synced up with the internet? Like your, like your brain can access the internet just by existing? Like with your thoughts? Yeah, yeah. exactly. That's what I mean. Oh, yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. I think it's such... I think it's such weird things. I don't want my thoughts having a browsing That's history. That's what a firewall is for, my friend. So, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, actually, yeah, no, there's definitely um, areas that could be improved. Our, our bodies are, like, infinitely kind of complicated. Like, I feel like um, there's you know, we're always discovering things about physiology. And you know, that's definitely one of the areas that I'm very interested in is, you know, how our bodies work and how we could improve. But the more that you kind of study the intricacies, even at the cellular level of how our bodies have been adapted and the actual mechanisms of how it worked, it's very smart. Like a lot of our innovations, I mean, even if you look at people who are inventors, they look at inventing new products, they kind of look to nature for inspiration and they look at, okay, there's this bird or something or this insect or that has adapted through evolution and, you know, they, they fly more aerodynamically or they can locate things very quickly or whatever. And they look at the actual structure of how they, they can do that. And the more that they understand the biology of those animals and stuff, the better that they can improve the designs of our own technology. Just that something that's happened naturally through millions of years of evolution, they can kind of actually pinpoint, you know, where, you know, the, what the actual structural mechanism of how it happens. And they can shape, use that to shape technology. Once yeah. we understand that, we can actually try to enhance ourselves in such a way that we can be better, um, you know, as a tool to our own advancement. So, so you're saying like... You, people are looking to animals. People are looking to evolution, the way the, these structures developed over time, and they're like, "Hmm, okay, so this is how it was made. This is this is how it became optimized. And now let's just let's just rush the next step." This sounds like this sounds like a terrible idea. This sounds like something Ian Malcolm from Jurassic Park would be like, oh, I don't know if you guys should do this. Well, uh, 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 nature finds a way, as, uh, you know, Mr. Jeff Goldblum used to say. And then Um, humans find a way faster. Yeah, so it's actually interesting. Actually, some of the stuff does kind of remind me of Jeff Goldblum, some of the things that Elon Musk is talking about. And, um, yeah, we'll kind of touch on that a little bit in the... When we're getting to the the, the nitty-gritty of some of the stuff this guy has done is pretty amazing, and I think at least brings up um, some interesting topics that um, you know that are controversial in somewhat uh, in some ways. But uh, yeah, it's definitely an interesting, interesting guy, interesting personality, and I know everybody kind of wants to kind of replicate what he's doing, but um, you know not everybody can. So he's real cream of the crop at what he does. Is basically yeah. what we're saying. Yeah. And not everybody in the world gets to be cream of the crop at what they do. In fact, some people, you guys may be looking at Scott Cast like, oh, look at this lowly podcast. They get, what, 20 listeners in an episode? 21 now. 21 now because, because I finally told, hey, it's still yeah. going. Boom. It's still growing. Maybe we should open the window. We'll get even more listeners. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, some people look at us as like a low on the crop, low on the low on the totem pole. But you know what? We're not the lowest on the totem pole. I want to tell you a little bit about oh, man. a feud Scott Cass is having with another podcast, the Tim and Drew Show. Oh, there's a Tim too. He, I don't know who Tim is, but I mostly interact with Drew. He's but, the more timid one. 
Tim, Timid Tim, we can call Timid him. Tim. And, Drew uh, and Timid Tim. Rude yeah. Drew and Timid Tim. Yeah. I, uh, so I, I've only heard, uh, you know, whispers in the, in the in, you know, in, I haven't really... Uh, what's what's up with this guy, Scott? What's what's right? What's the scoop? Just being in the Scott Cast studio, you develop a sort of uh, antipathy for these people. You just it's like you know, the taste sours in your mouth when you think of these Tim and Drew people. But anyways, these people started a podcast the other night, basically, and in their first podcast, they mentioned Scott Cast twice. Once is sort of complimentary, and that's in the middle of the episode, where sadly, no one really listens. And the first time is in the intro, where they decide the best thing to do is bash the Scott cast. Hmm. Yeah. Well, are they, are they uh, what, what makes them so, so inclined to bash it? Maybe, I mean, I know you're going to berate me for not actually knowing the history here behind why but you know what's with the beef is it is it is it that they they feel threatened because we're uh we we were kind of, we were calling them out or something or like what's the they feel threatened because we're such a successful podcast and we're so smooth when mm-hmm. we pod let the numbers speak for themselves the numbers speak for themselves the sound just is amazing so the, sexy the topics flow like butter yeah and the Does beer butter flow i don't know it's a place where the where the beer flows like wine, you know. Just, how, how does wine flow compared mm, to beer? Less carbonated. It's a, it's a quote. I'm sorry. Where the beer flows like wine? Yeah, a place called Aspen. Oh, okay. Colorado. It's from Dumb and Dumber. Oh, one of my role models. Oh, of course. Which one? Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey. You're yeah, not Jeff much Dan- for Dan- Jeff Daniels. Daniels. He's pretty good, but you know, do, I like do the do newsroom. The newsroom. You ever seen the newsroom with Jeff Daniels? Jeff Daniels. I have not. What is that? Uh, he plays. He plays an anchor in a in a national newsroom that uh, that that's very politically minded, and they're always catching up on the news. It's a very good show. Like a Stephen Colbert kind of thing. No, it's not Stephen Colbert. It's not like a satire. It's 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 a fictional series. Oh. And uh, he, and he plays. It's 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 a lot like uh, Studio sixty. It's a lot like uh, West Wing, that kind of that hmm. kind of deal where it's a lot of people walking and talking in hallways. Hmm. Well, if we have any Jeff Daniels fans that are listening, maybe they can uh, comment with uh, you know uh, what, what, uh, on that. What what is the app that you can use to follow Spot or Scott Cast with Spot Spot Spotcast No, nope. yeah, no go. copyright infringement. Oh 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 oh! Hey, uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's the that's a, the Vulcan way of giving the middle finger, I guess. So. Well, you can catch ScottCast on most any podcast player besides Spotify. You can catch ScottCast on the iTunes Store. You can download Stitcher. Uh, we're on Google Play. Just so basically, take your favorite podcast app, look up a podcast app, find a podcast app, go to the search bar, look up ScottCast. Or you could just uh, go to SoundCloud and look up ScottCast. But if you go to Google and look up ScottCast... Frickin' Scott Bradley from Scott Bradley's Postmodern Jukebox has taken up like seven of the spots on the front page, so you won't be able to get to me unless you scroll. <laughs> I, well, I mean, Scott Bradley. He started his Scott cast after my Scott cast. That, that son of a bee. Excuse right? me. I and he's doing YouTube it. stuff, so uh, his videos are popping up first. And he's Scott Bradley, so he gets lots of views. So even if we do post this on YouTube... Yeah. I don't know if we're going to compete, but it's worth trying. Oh. I got to nudge him on of these rankings. Right. We can still compete, just maybe not very well. It's okay. No, I feel like it's if we're at least competing and we're on yeah. the map, possibly 
possibly we can get him to address his name and how it's a really it's not a good name for him he's got this whole brand mm-hmm, mm-hmm. associated with the postmodern jukebox it's all over spotify like everybody's playlist has some weird anachronistic cover that he's done and he's and it all goes by the name of scott bradley's postmodern jukebox and he decides to call his podcast which is interviewing musicians scott cast mm. why why are you calling it Scottcast? It has nothing to do with what you do. It is, it is, it's an established name. Hmm. And so, so if people are if people are listening to this, they probably already found your podcast. But um, what what makes uh, what makes like you know like is, is Stitcher just the as a good app to like what makes it advantageous to you know share it via that app well when you have an app it subscribes so that uh, when, you get, right. when, you, okay. when a new episode hits and when it drops it goes right to your phone and you can listen to it on your commute to work while you clean the house while you while you to take a jog so that's why i missed it because i wasn't subscribed yeah so what you're saying is that if you if you're listening to this now you should subscribe because we got more good content coming in the future right take it from and a social media expert even if even if i do post everything on facebook that doesn't mean you're going to see it uh, Facebook's reach is always a portion of the audience and you can never really guarantee what portion gets it. So if you really like Scott Cast and want to tune in, make sure you're subscribed somehow. Click it. Click the buttons. Or tap it. Click I, the buttons. Did you tap that? I tapped that. You you would tap the subscribe button? Now the children. Now that I have, showed you. We've lost do. the children now. <laughs> we probably lost the children a while ago. So Children? Yeah, I don't think children. I think as soon as we were like, Elon Musk. Yeah. All, all the kids were like, no. But that's going to be like their their hero in the future. Mm. I don't think so. I think he's going to fizzle out. <laughs> well, that's the a, Tesla's that's... going to go out. Here's the deal: is company is Tesla company is bleeding like a billion dollars a quarter, mm-hmm. and unless like everyone buys a Tesla, it's going to fail. Right. And then where's all the money going? And then he's just like, okay, I've got a car in space, but I have no money to do anything. Well, now. he has self-financed all of it in the past with his own capital. Right, which, and he's and, running out. <laughs> and while he's uh, he's seventy uh, fifth richest man in the world, uh, he's, he's got, valued at eleven point something eleven point five billion dollars. If so, he's bleeding a billion, so that's at least another decade every, that he could. If he's bleeding compare. a four billion a quarter out of one of his businesses, yeah. And he's not making up anything. He'll go. He'll go until he wants his. He wants his legacy. He'll go until it. He runs his business into the ground. So it should Which be interesting to see. It's like least. a year. <laughs> should be at least very interesting to see. Tesla. Tesla. Oh, Tesla. and you might also see. Oh, he's got a car in space. Yep. Gnostics. That's right. We are. We have our uh, Scott Cast Gnostic. If you tuned into one of our uh, episodes called Ganesh Cast, which he didn't. You wouldn't understand that Gnostics are amongst the greatest pro- products any Scottcast listener can purchase because it enhances the mood of every Scottcast and it makes you, it just makes everybody happy. So, with that said, we're going to conclude this video portion. And please hop onto the podcast, subscribe so that you can listen on your, on your, on your way to work, on your, on your way to doing chores when you're exercising and all that. And enjoy the smooth sounds of our voices. We'll catch you on the full-length Scottcast. Hello and welcome back. This is the audio portion of the audio only. So if you're looking for the video of this portion of this podcast, you're not going to find it. It's just audio. And on this podcast, me and David are proud to present Muskcast. The, yes. the Musk 
of Scott Cast. We're like the two musketeers right now. The musketeers. Yes. Yes, because we're going to be talking all about Elon Musk, the man behind Tesla, behind SpaceX, Space SpaceX, 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 and Spandex. behind pretty much the future of mankind. If you were to have Scott Cast's take, yes. And what would it be like if we were living in the world of? this kind of hypothetical future that Elon Musk is kind of projecting, right? Like he has this kind of pie in the sky. Okay, well, let's look like, you know, he wants the future to be now. He's all about so. the Jetsons. He wants us to be living in the Jetsons. Right. He's got his own Jetsons looking future. But first, let's let's keep it topical. Let's keep it, let's ground. I like ScottCast's to have a history i want people to be listening to scottcast and remember the time that they first heard it and just help you remember when you're listening to this years from now someone any scottcast listener this is saint patrick's day weekend do you have anything you're doing for saint patrick's day besides drinking while doing scottcast uh you need to do anything besides drinking to really be celebrating sock you know uh, saint patrick's day I'm well, not, I, I suppose not. I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I don't have, I never did any of the Irish traditions. I don't know if there are Irish traditions. Oh, there even. are. Celtic traditions. Okay. Um, you know, throwing giant logs across a field, um, you know, like doing the the, the Celtic games. Is, do they do that for St. Patrick's Day, As though? long as you're drunk, you can do whatever you want, Scott. You can do <laughs> but is that? But do they get drunk and do all that stuff for St. Patrick's Day? How do the know. Irish celebrate St. Patrick's Day is what I'm well, asking. Well, I mean, I know St. Patrick wasn't Irish, so, you know, you can... <laughs> is, it, is it an Irish holiday, even? Why it, is it, Ireland, it has to be. Why is Ireland associated with because, St. Patrick's Day? Because green, because of the color green and shamrocks. That's, That's why. Okay. Yeah, we've kind of uh, bastardized the whole holiday, so it's you know it's been westernized. So. Yeah, I was I was out having coffee with somebody one day, and it was during one of the holidays. It was either St. Patrick's Day or Cinco de Mayo, and people were uh, upset about the. What is it? The cult, the term, the cultural appropriation. Oh yeah. Someone, and I don't know if it was from St. Patrick's Day or Cinco de Mayo, or if they would have had the same opinion about both. I think it's just like St. Patrick's Day is kind of almost like just an excuse for people to drink. You know, it's like it's they, just like Cinco de Mayo. They don't even know. Like a lot of people think Cinco de Mayo. Why is, like, is it always a cultural holiday though? That seems to get to be get the drinking distinction. Why isn't it ever like Flag Day? Let's go drink. Flag Day. Yeah, let's get a flag and drink. Because they don't even know what flag they're drinking towards, you know. Make so your own flag. It's know, flag yeah. day. It's like it's any flag food. is good for flag day. It's, it's generally food. flag day. Yeah, or like I think people just don't know enough about the holiday to know that they could get away with drinking when they bring it up to their coworkers and boss the next day when they're hungover. They can't be like, yeah, flag day. Well, that's <laughs> that's my question though. Why not? Why 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 don't we why don't we establish like flag day as a drinking holiday why is it always like cinco de mayo or saint patrick's day or thanksgiving because they're christian holidays <laughs> and that's why i mean i'm a christian cinco de but I'm, is just saying, christian I'm just saying well, i'm just saying well cinco de mayo is you know it's a national it's, holiday yeah people think it's like the mexican independence day and everything so like you i don't know, know what any of these holidays are about i don't know what most holidays are about yeah they're just associated with like lots of drinking so i usually stay in during holidays so which probably explains well, it's okay because you can drink alone on Cinco de Mayo. It's and St. Patrick's Day. It's probably you know safer for you to do it that way. That's that's the the beauty of it. What I like well, to do and what I like to do on St. Patrick's Day, particularly this year, is edit podcasts. 
So I don't know if this will even come out on St. Patrick's Day. This might come out the day after St. Patrick's Day. That's right. But people will still be recovering probably from St. Patrick's Day. So it'll be okay. Right. Okay. Let's so, still remember. It'll still be fresh in their memory. Yeah, no one's going to listen on St. Patrick's Day. Right. Well, well unless, they can listen to this drunk. Uh, email hotforscottcast at gmail.com if you are listening to this on St. Patrick's Day. We will send you uh, a gift or something. So that's hot for Scott Cast. Yes. Hot, the number four, and then Scott Cast. S-C-O-T-T-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. And yeah, if you're listening, if you send the send us an email on St. Patrick's Day, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll either mention you on the pond, give you a song, we'll, we might send you a t-shirt, who maybe knows? Irish we'll, jig, maybe? We'll give you a surprise. Yeah. A nice, pleasant surprise. And just, just for being such a loyal listener that you're listening on a holiday. That... Scott Cast doesn't even understand. No one does. No one does apparently. No one cares. <laughs> That's the real thing. <laughs> so, so you know, you know what everyone is itching to hear the opinion of. People are itching to hear uh, the opinion on the future of humanity from people who don't even understand St. Patrick's Day. Oh, what the segues right now? Are just, this is wow. that's how I seg. That's how you seg. That's the way Why I seg. Totes. 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 I wanted to segue on uh, my cat, uh, Kyle, but he's because because he's been bugging us all night. But he decided to he decided to rest right up next to me. And the reason why I wanted to segue on him is because uh, I, I have a I have an idea, and I don't know if it's too nerdy. I don't know if it's even good for cats to have. Is there such situations a thing as like too this? Nerdy? Like yeah, uh, there is. There's the totally past. such a thing as too nerdy. I mean, I mean like. Class? Here's the deal. Like nerds are the most popular thing right, right now. now. The Nerd hot culture. Thing. Yeah. So, it's, you so it's know, good. what was the hot thing during the '80s? It was a bunch of embarrassing stuff. Like if you were cool in the '80s and we saw a picture of you now, everyone would laugh. And so I'm thinking that's going to be the case with nerd culture in like a few years. Okay. People are going to be a just oh remember when everybody loved comic book movies? Mm-hmm. Like that's all they watched. What with yeah. nerds? Well, what was that? Well, I mean, that's what Hollywood's banking on right now. So, I mean, it's almost like, you know. Yeah. I mean, so that, that's bound to yeah. fall oh, yeah. through no, yeah. soon. I, I know it's more than just that. But, yeah, it'll be interesting. Well, what would be the next thing that would replace nerd culture? It's, uh, looking, looking I don't know. The future. I don't know. but it's, it's very niche, but it's like, you know, but so is everything in nerd culture. Maybe so. podcasting will replace nerd culture. Like, everyone's going to have a podcast, and we're going to be the pioneers of the personal podcast. Yeah, that would be interesting. Um yeah, like with how much uh, social media is you know, propagating all of every, everybody's personal lives being shared with everybody else who's actually not part of their personal life. So, like, if you're not in your personal life, you have to share it with everybody else who's not in right. it. Right, because so here's the deal. I think people, I think social media is too snippet-based. People are always just sharing, like, a sentence or two and, or a picture. Or that, that doesn't mean much, and it's all very vapid and shallow it seems so i think people are getting tired of that and they're going to crave maybe they're going to still crave that connection though and that instant recognition but they're going to do things like podcasting Hmm. for hours on end everyone i mean that kind of like right like i almost wonder like too like the you know like the, the next generation that's coming up here with the kids and everything where they're just so you know you talk about like the social media and like um, like, where do you get your validation from and everything? Like, where do you get your sense of reward for, you know, like, like you got your friends that you're, you're spending your close, you know, like personal life with. And then you also have like your, your other, like your network of people 
that are like not really you don't know personally but they feel personally connected to you and you feel like you need to share the personal parts of your life to keep it interesting for them like the vlogging kind of thing that's going on with like even just kids who are in their teenagers i mean their teenage years where they're just kind of like sharing basic you know like um you know uh what's it called not flavor of the week um just you know their everyday uh journeys that you know every other teen is experiencing at the same time and they're relating to but Wait, not in a personal way what kind of what how are they doing this are they posting like just long videos on youtube oh yeah just talking about themselves um youtube snapchat like there's there, there's is it the, like scott cast or is it different well there's nothing like scott cast right yeah <laughs> <laughs> don't be don't be so don't be so so damn condescending <laughs> okay but i mean it's not it's not like what we're doing is you know um yeah, we like this. everyone likes to think that their own you know the struggles they go through in their personal life are unique to them but then it's funny because once you share it with someone else you realize that's kind of the human experience where you know other people are also experiencing similar things and um yeah it's just like it's just an interesting phenomenon where um, you know, everybody's kind of sharing their stuff via social media and they're just kind of like, um, you know, they, they feel the need to share it, not just with their own, um, their own personal circle of family and friends, but also with everyone in their own social media circles as well, which is a, a separate kind of, um, domain. They're trying to share the most intimate details of their lives with everybody. The most interesting. They're aspects. they're making it as public as possible. Wait, or just the most interesting? Well, that's are kind they of curating, or are they are they just dramatically yes. spewing into mics? I think you're right. Well, well, that's kind of what you were talking about a little bit with the the whole snippet based nature of like Twitter and you know, Instagram and stuff like that. It's all about the highlights and not really about the here's me brushing my teeth kind of thing. You know, so it's like the are they brushing their teeth on YouTube? What the bottle of Jack, maybe? Oh, that's right, Kesha. Well, yeah. Has Is Kesha relevant anymore? I don't know. <laughs> Ke dollar sign ha. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I love Ke dollar sign ha. She's well, had know. some great catchy tunes. I don't she know. has it. Does she? Does does she draw crowds these days? Is she like Matchbox Twenty or Smash Mouth? Smash Mouth does four uh, H fairs, and Matchbox Twenty does a small venues i think i don't know maybe matchbox 20 does nothing i'm not sure <laughs> i don't know it's not neither in my circle of uh yeah no i, I don't know um, anyways i brought up Kesha. i this whole this whole segue yeah. was me trying to talk about my cat oh i'm sorry and let's get back to the important stuff yeah, that's yeah. A, in the future that's the future people talking about their cats let's talk about that i, I want to talk about my cat before anybody else talks about their cat i want to be one of the pioneers talking about their cat on the podcast cat most cast. people they send pictures of the cat on the uh, we're going beyond the, the pictures, world we'll... but we're giving audio accounts anyways my cat is named kyle and i was thinking about getting another kitty uh, a kitten perhaps naming it selena so that my cat's names would be selena and kyle much like Catwoman from batman so whose cat, name is selena kyle Catwoman's name is her name is selena kyle so that's right and i already have a kyle so would that make your cat kyle batman no it would just be kyle well oh, there was never batman? anything between Catwoman and Batman. No, there are there there there's a lot of like arcs okay. going on right now where they're like marrying, and 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 they're betrothed. Wow, that's such an outdated concept. Marriage. No. Uh, even <laughs> in Gotham, the the fox, the fox show, they're uh, they're kind of seen as kindred spirits at the very least. Hmm. Kindred fox spirits. 
That was very fox spirits. What no, is that? Fox spirit. No, I was thinking of a uh, Japanese culture as a thing for fox spirits. Yeah. What's that? Japanese culture uh, fox Kur- spirits. It's, it's called Kurama. It's a uh, Japanese like it's a mythical fox. It's where that you know that. What does polka- he do? What does the mythical fox do? You remember what does the fox say? Yes, yes, I guess uh, so. Yeah. Well, as long as we're making sure that our, our nerd culture references are are adequately represented. I it's, mean, if you weren't paying attention to the internet for like a a period a of 27 second. hours yeah you would have you you'll have no idea what this is but there is a viral video about this band who made a song what did the fox say it's weird it anyway. was viral for the sake of being viral right something like that it, it wasn't deep it wasn't anything it was just a weird song about animal noises uh no they had that it was the nine-tailed fox which is part of a japanese mythology it's um it's called kurama and it's um it's where that Pokemon uh, Ninetales got its name from. I mean, got its... Uh, but what does the fox do? What's so great about the fox? It's a kindred fox spirit. That's what we were talking about, so... Okay. Yeah, that's all you need to know. Okay, so it's you're... A sly, why are you bringing, up, a why are you bringing clever... up Japanese foxes off of my cat? I'm trying to talk about my cat and getting a getting a okay, friend well, cat for okay. it. Well, you can I'm go back to I'm trying to solicit cat. advice from my podcast audience, and you're derailing it with this talk about a Japanese fox... Well, you never know. You can have somebody. And you don't even in. know anything about it. Oh, I do know about it. I just don't think you want to talk about Japanese folklore on your show. I mean, so. I mean, if it's interesting, I'll talk about Japanese folklore. Is it more interesting than Selena Kyle, the two cats I might have? I mean, I, I, I'm sure I could segue it somehow to you know the whole Batman storyline. But go ahead. Kinda. I mean, I'm now I'm very curious though. Mm-hmm. Tell me about these nine tails. The nine tail fox. Yeah. What does he do? What's so great about him? What's magical? Why is he magical? What does he do? Answer me. One of the Japanese yokai, man. What? No, I, what is all these words? I know it's it's a lot of words. It's a lot of explanation. If you guys if you guys want to check it out, just type in Japanese. Ja- no, type don't in tell people to Google. Yeah, Google that shit. Just Google it. Oh, okay, fine. We're not going to be revealing. We're going to get derailed. Trust, trust me. Uh, we're going to get derailed if we're going to talk about. It. We can we can do it. Maybe if you tune into a separate spot. How about that? If you tune into a separate Scott cast, and I will talk about Japanese folklore and yokai and. He doesn't influence. have editorial power over Scott cast. Don't listen yes. to him. But if you do, guys, if anybody wants to hear about these nine-tailed foxes go watch squash some naruto email hot for scottcast at gmail.com and we'll 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 consider doing a video and we'll even have a nine tails beanie baby or something available nobody knows what beanie baby is anymore so everyone knows what beanie baby is you should feel old now scott no, there's even okay. Ask. No, never mind. <laughs> so, so is Scott, is, is Kyle gonna get a girlfriend here, or what's gonna happen? I don't know. I I, I need a I need to solicit advice. I, I know some people who are who are much more knowledgeable about cats than I am, and I know some people who are much more knowledgeable about just animals in general, like vet veterinarian kind of people. So yeah. I'm gonna kind of ask them, but I'm also gonna solicit the Scott cast audience. What's it like getting a new cat with an established cat? Uh. Kyle has had a cat friend before. Oh, um, friends with benefits? Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> There's no benefits had between these cats. Just, just, just uh, platonic Scott, cat friends. Is he like a, what kind of cat? What kind of cat is your cat? A calico? Cal- uh, a tabby. Oh. It's it's like a large oh. tabby. All right. Sorry, I didn't mean to say the word. Yeah, you know, I was implying that he's a calico, like a calico. calico. What does that mean? Calico. 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 It's a type of cat fused with the word hoe. Cal- oh, calic. 
Oh. I never. I, that that H is very hard to distinguish. All right. Well. And that I mean, pun um, or whatever it was. Yeah, I think that you should definitely base all your decisions off of uh, like, you know, maybe not DC comics. I, uh, the, you know, their why their not? Stuff. Batman's the best. <sighs> Just saying, like Marvel's yeah, Batman. pretty good too. Marvel's pretty. No, progressive, Marvel's played so. out. They got their Avengers movies and they're There's cashing a- out. And Stanley's getting so rich he can't even think straight anymore. You lay the hell off the Stanley, you <laughs> son of a bitch. Watch him die tomorrow, jeez, on St. Patty's Day. I mean, I, I love Stanley. He is he is one of the most remarkable writers of the of since Shakespeare, practically. I mean, with the with the legion of characters he's entered into public consciousness. Like my thoughts on that, just real quick, is like the DC versus Marvel thing. It's like the Marvel was always like very progressive and very like bringing up interesting new kind of like uh not flavors to the characters but just kind of like issues that dc wouldn't push and maybe you know there's probably dc fanboys out there who are like rolling their eyes because they think batman's the best character i mean batman Batman, i I would say yeah like out of uh, versus superman hands down batman oh yeah definitely i mean that's i don't think superman's pretty boring he's so vanilla well that's the problem scout the the problem with, with superman he's so vanilla He's so everything is perfect. Perfect is boring. Yeah, right? he's very, he's very, he's very Boy Scout. He doesn't have many complications as a character, and he's very powerful. Yeah, and it's like, oh, they had to introduce Kryptonite just because he was so perfect. No, oh, I'm you, know, sorry. you know the story behind Kryptonite. What's that? The story behind Kryptonite is uh, they were doing a radio show with Superman, and uh, the main voice actor for Superman had to take a vacation. So they were like, oh, how do we get him out? And then they just invented on the spot, Kryptonite, it, it's poison to him, and he's going to be out of commission for a while for a couple episodes. And that's so, freaking pathetic because you that's should how build Kryptonite that. came about. You should build that. Anybody who knows that in, in the story structure and plot structure is like the most interesting characters are flawed characters. So that there, that's the one saving grace. That's the one happy accident but you that happened to Superman. you got to understand when Superman came about. Superman came about during like the Great Depression and stuff like that people didn't want to see flawed characters everyone saw flaws everywhere they wanted to see they wanted to see saviors well have so you ever seen superman came about have you ever seen um like uh that movie kill bill yeah when the guy is talking okay bill from kill bill volume two okay okay talking i don't about know too many specifics so yeah go ahead the second movie it's called volume two bill who's you know the name kill bill comes from is talking about mm-hmm the the main girl who actually has no name she just goes by the bride in the films and she's talking about he's talking about superman and she's saying he's saying you were like superman right you know like because she was the perfect killer or everything like that so superman was actually like his you know his uh portrayal of humanity was that he would put on the persona of clark kent who was an extremely weak feeble-minded you know human and that was his depiction of humanity because he was this confident strong perfect being and then when he was trying to depict humans he would be a very timid flawed you know um you know more human character mm. and he was saying you know thought they were drawing the parallels to the parallels to that but um i'm not sure how he got to talk about this <laughs> but it's, it's just kind of interesting like it's like he was saying like you're not you're not um superman you're not uh, you're superman you're not clark kent you're okay. like you're a killer you're designed to be like the perfect you know killer you're not like that reminds me of the one of the like the best things that sums up batman actually and one of the best things that sums him up is uh there's this panel 
and like Wonder Woman's got her lasso of truth on people or something, and uh, and people like getting tied up apparently. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know? sorry, hide, hide the children. It's okay. It's Again. okay. There's no, don't worry. Okay, it's okay. All right. Um, this is way better than most of the previous podcasts. So she's got the lasso of truth on uh, Batman and Superman, and she's like, "What's your name?" or something. Mm. And yeah. mm. Superman's like Clark Kent. And Batman's like, Batman. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Dude, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. That's like the perfect summation because for like the reason why Batman is just such a great character is that like uh, Bruce Wayne is the cover. Uh, Batman is not yeah. a mask. He's who he really wants to be when he's Batman. But when he's Bruce Wayne, he has to be this rich millionaire playboy figurehead mm-hmm. of society buy into all their preconceived notions about who he is and it's all covered right and that's what people love comic books for is they love comic books because they give um they, they let you identify with a character who who's like you know what in my life i'm the most awesome i'm the hero i'm the best person i i i follow a moral code i do i struggle and i survive and to everyone else, I am I'm something else, and that's my cover. So right. I think like that's why Batman just resonates with so many people. You gotta find like your true self. Yeah, it's well, it's interesting because it's like it's supposed to be like the the I think like DC kind of lucked out with Batman because it was like all like you know if you look at Superman, it's like so vanilla. You look at Batman, there's all these intricacies and like how he has to str- you know has to struggle with like his identity and who he is and like. You know, like his true, who true his true self is, and like you know, like he has a small portion of life his life where he gets to be Batman, where he takes on the burden of being the super superhero, but he's also like actually enjoying like he's it gives meaning to his life, like he has everything. He's born into these. He doesn't have his parents, okay, obviously, but, <laughs> but I would say he has, he has everything. everything but his parents. But everything but his parents. So, but he, you know, it's like he. What would you do if you had everything? You had everything provided. You had all the money in the world world what would you do and it's like i like the fact that he chooses to be this crusader of justice and it's not just um you know society's ju- it's his like he has certain rules like he can't kill people and well he lives a, by a code mm-hmm. but he lives the way that he thinks that he should and maybe it's a little self-righteous but like he enacts his own justice he, he totally recognizes that it's self-righteous in the in the comics in, in many of the renditions he re- he recognizes himself not as an agent of good or bad but as like his own force, like his own neutral—not necessarily neutral, but his own gray area. It's great. I love Batman. Anyway, so that's so I'm trying to get a freaking Batman man. <laughs> so big Batman about- over here talking yeah. about his cat and talking about Batman, dude. You should just na- rename Kyle as Catman. No, I'm not gonna rename Kyle. Catman. Rename Kyle, and then no, we'll I want, be all I, I, want a, I want another kitty because it's You know, in Sweden they have a law. And their law is you can't have a social animal without a friend. You can't keep a cat by itself. Why is Sweden so far? That should be that should be like a separate podcast. Why is Sweden so far ahead of us in every? Why doesn't Elon Musk live in Sweden? Why doesn't he? You know, he's from South Africa, though, dude. You know, it's like that's that's crazy that he's from there, which is such a politically charged area. 
and he's not from like Sweden or something like that. You'd almost expect him to be like, you know, you know, from Sweden where he's got like shit all figured out. It seemed like people from Sweden just have shit figured you know, people out. People from South Africa, like every notable figure I know from South. Oh, okay, I only know three, admittedly, but every notable figure I know from South Africa is is seems to be like a well-spoken, even-keeled person. Like uh, everyone who's Trevor got Noah, out. he's from South Africa. Yeah. Everyone who's got out of South Africa, Elon knows, Musk, South yeah, Africa. Exactly. But also Nelson Mandela. He got out South Africa out of prison. Yeah, <laughs> well, but those are the only three people I know from South Africa. But it seems like South Africa is—I know at least if you use that as a sample pool—they're pulling out some pretty decent people. Well, they're pulling. I think that's the thing is that they're pulling out the best. So when your country is oppressed or is under some kind of like dictatorship or unfair. Apartheid, like Africa had. I mean, we're not going to get into South African apartheid because that's no, a we got huge, too much Elon Musk huge, to talk about, today. right? But he escaped from that. He escaped from. So his upbringing was he didn't agree with apartheid. He didn't agree with the seg- racial segregation, just like Nelson Mandela and all those. He got out of Dodge. He got out of South Africa, and he immigrated, or em- sorry, he emigrated to America. He's an immigrant, and he is in favor of immigration, all that stuff, because. You know, just like, excuse me, just like we got, we got Einstein, a lot of our great um, people that we have in our society who are like, you know, these people who are pioneers and kind of push the envelope a little bit. For better or for worse, we have people in our country that, you know, have pushed the envelope and they're immigrants and they, uh, we are better for it. That's what we're, that's what we're all about, you know, America's the melting pot, you know, so. That's where the leading edge seems to be of technology and innovation. The yes. bleeding edge. Or bleeding so edge. Elon Musk. Yeah. Yeah. Elon Musk. That guy. That guy seems to be a magical creature. I don't really believe. I think he's got these pie in the sky notions. These ideas. We're gonna live on Mars. We're gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna solve the energy crisis. We're gonna do all these things. It's which are great ideas, and I'm glad someone's striving for it. But I feel like a lot of it is. It seems to be talk and playing it up and, and media kind of hugging but sensationalism maybe, yeah sensationalism. definitely oh there's definitely yeah it's i like agree there's with such, that there's such lofty notions like i'm sure even elon musk is thinking to himself i'm never gonna see a man on mars it, unless it's his dead body i'm pretty <laughs> sure i'm pretty sure that's like literally he said he wants to die on mars he doesn't care if you know like what hap- he wants to get there so it doesn't matter what what shape or capacity. I feel like it. He almost rec- recognizes himself more as a catalyst than anything. Whether or not, so it's like it's kind of like this. Like um, they call like stretch goals. You ever heard of like that? So like you say, okay, your boss tells you like it's that's how he runs his businesses, right? So mm-hmm. he says, I want you to have this done, and it's impossible. He'll say, I want it done in eight months, okay? And you go. That's impossible. It takes at least a year, okay? You might not get there in eight months, but maybe you got there in ten months. And whereas previously it would have taken you a year, right? And even yeah, right. that itself is an advancement because you have you set the bar higher. So he expects that of his employees, and that's kind of like what his whole thing is. He asks for these outrageous things, but then he accomplishes. So like I said, even if he accomplishes half of what he, you know, planned originally, then he is able to say that you know he accomplished something. So right, yeah. So if he gets if he gets a farm started on. Mars, that's exceptionally good. 
if he gets uh, that would be like amazing if, if he, he gets get... a probe sent to mars which he yeah. he did he sent oh, his no, car we sent, sent probe oh he sent par- he, he, no see he spent he he has sent a car as a plebis like so what happens with that is like you know people it's a bus will... system right what's that it's a bus basically it's a it, he's entering a he entered a tesla into some sort of orbit around two different planets so like it's it's an orbit around kind of mars between mars and earth and the idea is at one time of the year the the car is much closer to earth and then at another time of the year the car is much closer to mars so with that same kind of system you can kind of Ooh, send something to... It sounds like you know more about the car thing. Than I don't know much about the car thing. I just I was just so interested in it because okay. I saw... And that's the thing with Elon Musk is he does things that gets people to be like, wait a minute, what? What are you doing? Well, What's going on here? Well, I think it's more interesting because like, if you're going to launch something up into space, they do test runs and you could send a big block of concrete, which is what they usually do. They send you know an arbitrary unit of mass out into the space. So in order to kind of just interest people, and he's good at kind of just sparking that interest in people and getting them excited yeah. and like giving something to talk about it doesn't matter what it is but and here why we not, are why not a car right yeah why not a car why uh not a slab of concrete it's because it gets people to talk about it. like well you know i'm sure he gets this kind con- this topic all the time but like why would he do you know he's focused on launching a car into space but everybody's like well why don't you fix the problems that are here on earth which is He's also well, he's doing on. a whole bunch of different things. So I don't know so who, I don't know what these people are talking about. It's like what the hell have they done recently? You know, what's your ass doing about you know world peace? You know, right, you worked on that recently. He seems to be. I don't. That's weird that people are critical of him for not doing enough. <laughs> I know. Done. It's like it's like okay, are you working hundred hours a week towards whatever your goal is? I don't think so. But you you, know, you can sit there on your social media platform and be you know high and righteous about what you're doing. Critical so. about his mission. Yeah. Like I, I can't even I can't, I couldn't even tell you how to launch a rubber band a little bit farther, you know. This guy's like, okay, let's get people in space, let's get people on Mars. Yeah. Here's the deal: Would you be the first one of the first people on Mars? I would not. Oh, uh, I, I think that it that. would take a certain type of crazy to be there. There is a waiting list. Act. I mean, there's like, I'm sure I'm I'm almost positive. I haven't looked it up, but I mean, I'm pretty sure there's a waiting list of people who are ready to go. Um, if money was no objective, how much money, you know, like, it doesn't matter. They want to be on Mars. They want to be the first person on Mars, right? I mean, just for the, the, so the prestige, right? This, um, why? They no, because you're going to die. You're, like, you're going to die. Guarantee. Yeah, you're going to die earlier than you would have died, right? Yeah. You, you know that. But, you know, people, people, people live under the assumption they could die tomorrow. So they're like, why not... You know, I could, if I want to get that thrill, am I going to do it jumping? Being, like, the, remember the Red Bull guy who jumped from outer space? Right. Yeah, you know, it's like, it's like that guy did not give a, you know, I mean, obviously he wanted to live, but it's like, he wanted to be the first man to drop down from, you know, like outer space into Earth's orbit. But here's the deal. When you go to Mars, it's not like you're jumping out of a plane and then landing on the ground and dying. It's best case scenario. You fly to Mars, it takes forever, you get there, and you live a life in the world's, no, not even the world's, in, in humanity's largest desert ever inhabited. And that's, oh, that's it's all much it is. Worse, it's, it's, it's much worse than the desert, too. Yeah, yeah and yeah. the desert's nice. So, like, the why would you want like to condemn yourself to yeah. that kind of fate? I mean, I know I personally wouldn't do that, um, but, you know, to say uh, if you want your legacy or your namesake, if that means something to you, I think that 
kind of is that kind of person who would go there is a person who said you know like we all know like john glenn you know like first guy out in space who's john American. glenn john glenn what first, do you do first american out in our space you know we all know him huh yeah we all know him okay. except, for, except for the people who aren't in the know so but you know neil armstrong land first guy on the moon right first, yeah first person in the moon who's Scott, the third guy on the Scott moon Krauss. No. um who's ever after buzz aldrin <laughs> Exactly. That's right. So it's yeah. like, so, so like, okay, nobody, so everyone's right? paying Tom Dollar, but yeah. none of these people are going to get any of these distinctions. Well, speaking of Tom Dollar, it's like Elon Musk is trying to make it so that if you get there in like about two months, like if you get there in like 40 days, okay, say so you can get there in 40 days with his Falcon Heavy rocket, which gets you there faster and everything. Okay, you're still spending two months in space, by the way, which is pretty fucking crazy. Like two months and like almost zero G with ionizing radiation hitting you constantly. You know, yeah, he said he's gonna. You know, you're gonna have like a restaurant and a bar, and you're gonna be chilling and having fun in zero zero G. It's like after two months, that gets a little old, right? So it takes a certain person of like a lot of resolve to go to outer space, right? You know, like someone who is an extraordinary person. You know, not your ordinary Joe who's gonna be going out there, right? Mm-hmm. Someone who's got money. He wants to get down to a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, the he said. Two hundred thousand dollars would be his goal. But, but like, how do you how do you sustain yourself once you're on Mars? Like, like, are you part of some sort of like uh, tyrannical economy ran by Elon Musk? Is this some sort of like <laughs> benevolent dictatorship? Yeah. Well, it's like well, I mean, like, well, that's whether you view uh, America or any other you know nationalist kind of approach, where it's like, are you really under the, the control of it? You're never truly free. You're always uh, agreeing with whatever predispositions your you know like your country has established for you you can't you can do this you can't do that and if something goes wrong the only, the only caveat to that would be you know if you're on mars you know and it's like something goes wrong you're just kind of do, do they have the resources to help you is the thing so like you know is they it, don't though yeah, they don't no <laughs> well it? he wants to launch a bunch of rockets there before anybody uh, even arrives there so they have resources but like once you get on a different planet or a different asteroid or a different celestial body, really, is the question of resources. Everything is resources, survival, and you know those people who are in that situation, um, you know, and this isn't I don't think talked about enough. Is like you know this is something my personal thoughts, but it's like once you get onto that planet and you're in survival mode, you will do whatever it takes to make sure that that can. So whatever resources you have, you will utilize. Let me right? tell you about Jamestown. <laughs> well, let's talk about Roanoke. No, okay. uh, like, what's the one? What's the one where um, all these people they went to America, which is bountiful with resources, by the way, amazing with resources. Yeah, literally as long as you're resources. To kill the There's no amount of resources Elon Musk can send to Mars that would compare right. to pilgrims arriving in America. And what happened to these people when they settled into America? Every single one of them killed dead yeah and nobody even knows how they didn't even they died so fast and so hard that they didn't even write like oh crap we got cholera or whatever smallpox something no one even could write that no one was like "Ah, people are puking and dying and then nope not a single record not a single scrap of evidence for why they died and people think that they can go to mars just because elon musk is confident and it's got all let me just say like his loftiest goal, and I, I, I believe that all the SpaceX stuff, which is his company for you know spatial like you know exploration, colonization, everything, is so kind of like separate from all of his earthly goals. Like he's done Tesla, he's done 
the boring company, which is like going to revolutionize your infrastructure by boring going company. on the ground. I know it's a funny name. Like it's actually, I appreciate his at least sarcasm, you know, and his like appreciation for that. But you know, he's an electric. He wants to build the largest like company in the world, the largest building in the world for like making more batteries in history than anybody's ever made in one year. You know, like he he has all these lofty goals just for Earth too, and then on the side he has this SpaceX stuff. And he kind of looks at like, you know, if you look at like technology from the 1960s, the last 50 years, like it has not advanced at all. So he kind of he kind of just addresses an area where you know, you don't always have like technology. Like technology doesn't always advance, right? Like sometimes it regresses. Like I mean, like he he gives the example of the Greeks and stuff. Like they had the in the Romans. And how they had the, you know, the Romans had their aqueduct system. And then after a certain number of years, they just no longer like possessed, they didn't know how to run this advanced, you know, like if you don't have anybody pushing the envelope and advancing the technology, it will actually regress. It won't progress, right? So like when we went to the moon and stuff in 1960, whether you believe that that happened or not, the whether you believe we went to the moon or not, you know that our technology had advanced, right? Because we were pushing for it, right? Um, so you know that like there, there's no reason for you to push it because there's no cold war and all, any of that stuff. Why would you even develop it, right? All you need to develop is how to maintain the International Space Station, which is barely even out of Earth's. It's barely even out outside of Earth's orbit, right? Uh-huh. It's extremely close to Earth. It's not even anywhere close to the Moon or Mars or any of that stuff, right? Uh-huh. It's very shallow material. So you know, it's like. You got to push the envelope, and that's what he's all about. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm stopping myself there. It's like it's just you know it's it's separate. It's like his rest of his stuff is very practical. Okay, we're reliant on petroleum and fuels and all this stuff. He says you buy a Tesla, you can go to any of the refueling stations and never rely pay a single cent in how to refuel your car for the whole rest of your life because there's all this infrastructure that he's setting up for you and that's the future okay and that can be kind of a pie in the sky futuristic society but he's running out of money like so it's like i love how i love his ambition but like all of these projects that you're listing are things that would take decades and right now his tesla motor company is bleeding money at an alarming rate it's like losing a billion dollars every quarter and like so he's got to make he's got to find a way to get production going so that it covers that billion dollars and that's before it even makes a profit I'm so it's sure like that... how long is he going to be able to be doing this i feel like this is all just advertising for tesla well i mean he's he dabbles in so many things that it's like he can uh, kind of afford to is it dabbling when you're when you're building space he's he's dabbling <laughs> in the billions of dollars across multiple companies across multiple industries and the funny thing is like um the the weird thing is like i said there's the disconnect between his space exploration and the rest of it because rocket propulsion is completely different than saying okay so you have he owns the solar city which is the largest you know like solar roofing panel company in the u.s mm-hmm. so he's got that he's got tesla and he's also got like the boring company. He's got like he. It's all you know infrastructure for the United States. It's all will tie together. So if one is successful, it feeds on the success of another. Mm-hmm. So if it all comes together, it's it's perfect for him, right? Kind of like the, how Scott Cast has this video cast and this audio cast. 
And if one of those is successful, it, the it other one on will, the other. will will gain success from it. Right. So you're just you're just a podcasting Elon Musk right now. You're just hoping I'm for the I'm the Elon best. Musk of podcasting. You don't have the capital to back it up. So Well, kind of. Well, not okay. Really. I suppose for a podcaster, this is a lot of capital. We had okay. cameras. Yeah. I know you got capital, but you we have millions of dollars of capital. He's, he's trying to do stuff across the world. We're trying to just help the individual person get through their day. Right? We're trying to help. We're trying to help. Uh, we're trying to help the, the people who are really good inside. The people who, people who are listening to this and who like Scott Cast are the people who are really the true good human beings. <laughs> the one true race. <laughs> no, no, no race. No race. No race. No race. No race. Take the back. Redact that nope. statement. Nope. Uh, cross that out. Well, just no. like David to make editing harder. Uh, yeah, that's what I do. You know, is it? <laughs> oh, not, Lord. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, you know, things go wrong stuff sometimes. Yeah. Why, why, don't you, why don't you why don't you deploy some more copyrighted yeah. uh, voices now? Yeah. Okay. Well, I could do whatever voice you want me to, Scott. You mm-hmm. know, I have a list of voices. I don't think voices are copyrighted. So. I think you can actually do you whatever can do voice whatever you want. voice you want. You know. Yeah. As long as you don't say the name. I think if you say the name and you say like I'm Peter Griffin, then like. But with, wow. with the voice. Right. If you're literally <laughs> declaring that you're part of an entity, I'm pretty sure that's not the best Hi, approach I'm Seth to use. McFarlane. So I'm Seth McFarlane. <laughs> I love racism. Let's keep going. It's like, yeah. Um, no, we're not big enough to tackle. Um, we're not, we're, we want to get there. We want to get to the point where... I want to get you know, to the point where legal action would happen. <laughs> well, up on that's Starcast. when you know you've made it. When somebody's, come, when somebody's gunning for you, that's how you know you made it. Exactly. Right? That's yeah. where I want to be. Because Elon Musk, he's always dealing with legal action. He's always dealing with detractors. But really, the only... Only notable detractor from Scott Cash has been the guy who wanted to start a feud. And to be honest, we're just starting a feud to get numbers up. You mean the guy who wanted to shove lemons up his butt? <laughs> like that? Yeah, that guy. That's, <laughs> we'll start with that guy. If that's our first problem, you know, we got better problems to conquer. And that's That guy's what... actively trying to promote Scott Bradley's postmodern jukebox on us. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, what I like about Elon Musk, though, is like, like I said, he's always pushing the envelope and he's always looking towards the future. I feel like that we as a society are always looking for the next thing. We're looking on to see like how we can improve. And so is he. And he has faced a lot of like struggles in his life where he has been had to like say you take the example of Tesla, right? Tesla, SpaceX, all those programs. He had to take all the money that he made from from PayPal and personally invested in his company. So he yeah. went he went all in. You know, yeah, if you're playing he poker, he shoved all his chips forward. He had that kind of spiritual moment, you know, the monk moment where he goes to enlightenment and goes, it's all either it's either do or die, right? And what what did that bring him today? Billion dollars lost every He's doing well. Three months. I know he's at Tesla, Lost. but see, he's not. Billion dollars. Not, Do you know how much a billion dollars is? For a billionaire? If you had a billionaire, much. if you had a billion dollars right now, you could you could live high in the hog for the rest of your life in a better lifestyle but than see, you will ever he have. He used to be a millionaire, though. He used to, he invested 160, he had $165 million he invested from PayPal that he got from selling that company as his share. And he invested every cent of that into all these different technologies that are going to feed together in kind of a cohesive way to pave towards our future. Okay. So I he's mean, self-sacrificed, man. We'll, we'll do an updated Scott cast uh, <laughs> if he ever goes bankrupt. Yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> I'll bring David on. <laughs> I'll bring it on to be like, see, you know, the SpaceX flopped. 
Which, so how are we going to fund this Mars expedition now that I don't Elon think Musk the spot, I don't honestly, I, I, me, me along with everybody else, uh, you know, like anybody who is under understanding the science behind it, unless our engineers are able to, but see, you know, it's going to flop, right? But like the end, he's he himself is the one type of guy who you know he has a degree in physics and business. And so he actually understands what his own engineers are going through when they encounter problems. And he's the type of guy who like will go through it and he'll understand 90% of what you're saying. And you know, like when you, when you explain your expert, excuse me, expertise, he's able to kind of, you know, absorb that information and, and, and like improve on what he's doing. And I think that's like the quality of his, his success. So like he's never satisfied with where he is. I mean, he's, uh, he's, he's proud of his accomplishments. But he's never like, uh, you know, resting on his laurels. He's always pushing forward. And I feel like when you're talking about, I feel like the reason why, the number one reason why we won't make it to Mars um, and set up a colony is not because we don't have the resources. We have the resources and the initiative. We just don't have the drive and the motivation. And I feel like unless people are actually, you know that movie Interstellar where they're like. Never watched it. Okay, well, Earth is dying and they have to find a new planet. That's an extreme motivation. Everyone on Earth doesn't care what it takes. All they care about is that they get to the next planet, right? And then they get to this place where they'll be okay. If you're complacent, everything is fine for you. You know, which is what's which, which, which kind of weird about Elon Musk. He's, he's already a millionaire and a billionaire and he wants to keep pushing. He wants to keep stressing himself out to push these companies forward. He could have just bought, you know, an island in the, you know, a chain of islands in the Pacific for $165 million and just... That's what I would have done. Yeah. And just pieced out and just live the rest of his life on his laurels, right? But he pushes forward and he didn't need to do that, but that's what's important to him. That doesn't mean he's going to succeed either. No, it doesn't mean he's going to succeed, but, you know, it's like he's... I I hate to be downing Thomas over here. Debbie Downer over here. Debbie Downer, but these, these, the numbers don't make sense. He's not making money right now. He's losing money, so he's got a limited time frame, and he's, he's got been, a very long-term goal. My argument to that, though, would be if you look at his track record, he's lost. He's always had to put like it's just making an investment, right? He's lost. He's lost money now, so that he could make more money in the future. He's gone from being a millionaire to a billionaire. He could go from being a billionaire to a trillionaire. You could look at a future where uh, let's maybe get towards this this topic here, where if if Elon Musk and all his aspirations, even if only half of them work out, he's gonna be the richest man in the world. You know, he's gonna be the next. You know, like you know, he's gonna be the Jesus Christ of technology. He's gonna be the, the our Lord Savior, G- Elon Musk. What we how would we have ever lived without Elon Musk pushing us forward, right? Or he could just fall flat on his face, right? And somebody else will pick up that mantle, but that's okay. But let's just say that it works out, and we're living on Elon Musk's future. You know. And you go past all the hurdles and stuff like that. I don't, even, I don't know if you want to talk about Mars. We're not going to be talking about too much more. We got about like an hour and forty minutes recorded here. Right. Well, you know, well, there's a lot to talk about. So, yeah. Let's suppose. Oh, okay. Let's 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 suppose we're living on Elon in, in Elon Musk's future. Okay. So let's say he's revolutionized the infrastructure, and you have you don't have the problems with due to overpopulation of the Earth, and you don't have problems where um, we're reliant on fossil fuels and we have unlimited energy and limited potential and we're living in a new solar system and all this stuff like that and you're looking to what's next, right? Okay, so you're a pioneer on some planet. You're a pioneer on some planet, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this, and it, it, you know, it might not be Mars. I think Mars will probably end up being a failure. It might be Uranus. 
it won't be Uranus. That's for sure. No, not mine. So I, I think Mars will be a good testing ground until we can either see like even if we terraform mars why can't we live on the moon isn't it so much closer it is way closer i mean that's like a two-day trip versus a 40 to 50 day trip on the falcon heavy rocket um but the thing is like we could we could totally mine their resources but you know in terms of just the amount of terraforming that would be pot need to be done it like i feel like the moon would be like a good place to launch rockets from um, as like a, uh, you know, it's easier to launch Atlanta, the Atlanta airport of this universe. It would be the LAX, you know, it'd be like, okay. it'd be like, um, you know, the Segway to further exploration, right? You know how the, the guy who invented universe. Segways died? Why was that? On a Segway? Yeah. He, he was on a Segway and he fell off a cliff cause it malfunctioned. Oh, that sucks. Right. He was um, off-road Segway. Yeah. He was on the edge of, he was just, you know. You think Elon Musk is going to go the same way? You think he's going to die on one of his inventions? I think he's going to die going to Mars and I think he's going to be okay with it. Yeah. yeah. I think, I feel like he's going to be 80. It's going to, he's going to have like these, I don't mean to be, look, Elon Musk, much smarter man than me. And I'm just a couch guy. I'm just an armchair spectator here of his thing. I'm not doing anything to promote any of these causes. I'm not in any way useful for this. But I got to say, I'm doubtful. And I feel like he's going to be like 80. He's going to be wanting to do this. And he's going to remember all of these uh, all these promises and aspirations. He's going to trap strap himself to a rocket like Coyote. <laughs> like Valley Coyote I style. It. I believe that. But I, I feel, feel like that's how he's going to go. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, let's let's take a little break for a sec, and um, when we come back, we'll just kind of try. We'll, let's try and recap. All right. So we're back from the break, and we're we're faced with an option. Uh, do we do we continue the podcast into Elon Musk territory, possibly uh, sacrificing them hundred percent listens on SoundCloud, or? Oh. I'm just saying we're we're running long for the typical Scottcast length. Yeah, uh, longest Scott cast in history has been an hour fifteen minutes, and we are at an hour forty one minutes. Oh, I know that this could maybe we'll. How about in the future we'll just touch on some of these deep and wide. A lot of these, a lot of our topics, topics yeah, need updates. Each They're, one is its own podcast, really. Yeah, so maybe we'll have a series of podcasts. The Musk. Uh, this will be the intro introduction. This will be the intro episode to the Musk. The Musk C podcast of the century, Scott Cast presents Musk Cast. Well, it's not about Musk. It's just about. It's mostly Musk. It's, we talked about Musk, but that was only just the. It's that, just, this, uh, that's going to be the title of this episode, by the way. Mostly Musk. Mostly Musk. It was pretty musky, but <laughs> you know, I feel like uh, there's so many topics of science and philosophy that we could talk about in the future. That there's there's tons to cover, and if we want to go into the nitty gritty, you got me for the physiology I aspect. Do. I do. I want I want to know more about the physiology and becoming superhuman, mostly because I want to preserve my body indefinitely. I'm and, gonna make you a i want a podcast for the rest of humanity's existence i don't want my podcast to die at all i want humanity to die before my podcast dies i want to pod one more time to zero listeners. Pod out into the into the once human i want i want to drop a pod the day after humanity dies okay that's how long that's, i want scott cast to last that's that's pretty deep man yeah yeah you think elon musk is great with his uh situation with his mars with his colonies no i'm gonna pod until humanity's dead mm. that's my thing mm -hmm. I'll, I'll even record podcast in advance if i have to wow 
for I'll the aliens that are listening. I'll come up for... with a computer algorithm that uh, determines what a Scott cast would sound like given current events and possible uh, future timelines for Scott. It would select from a selection of five different possible timelines at any given time right. to but create can, the best, most entertaining change the future. Nah, Scott cast. Nah. Well, well, yeah, no, because this can be hypothetical. Because I'll be dead. Because let's be honest, I'm not going to create. We're not going to create a situation where I'm alive for forever. So I'm going to eventually die. So before I die, I'm going to create a robot that uh, podcasts for me, and it generates at any given time five different alternate lifelines had I kept living, and and during pod time when it's recording an episode, it'll create the best episode according to each particular timeline. So it's a pod robot that also optimizes way better than a human could because I can only present from my single life, but this particular life I'm living, but this podcast can simulate five different lives. So who would be listening to these podcasts? Then well, after I die, it's going to be the future humanity, and then the, that robot is instructed to keep going at least a few days. So would it be listening to its own, its own self, like its own creation then? I mean, it might review it, but it's not going to count its own plays. That's just stat boosting. I feel like I feel like it wouldn't be the robots that would be listening to the future. I feel like it would be that that civilization civilization that's out on another planet that we don't know of. That's a habitable planet. There's no such thing. There. There's only, the only life in the universe is the life that's here. Twenty years, twenty years in the past, they're going to be getting these uh, these these broadcasts. Twenty from, years in the past, satellites. No, twenty years, twenty years in the past. That's when they're getting they're getting our broadcast from twenty years ago, and they're getting all those shitty. They're probably pissed too about getting the direct TV. They're not going to get to this point feed. in this podcast. They're like they're getting the they're getting the they're paper, up. They're getting the direct TV pay per view events, and they're going shit. I wish there wasn't so much. It wasn't a rainy day on Earth right now because I would actually get a good podcast, kind of like when I was on direct TV. And they'll be like, "Damn, I wish I could listen to pod, you know, to the Scott Scott cast a little bit better because of the shitty satellite service that they're getting." So they're not even going to get a good server. signal. Yeah, they're going to be shitty signals of Scott cast. And they're going to be like... That's how it's going to end. Yeah, and they're going to want to correct it and remedy it, and that's going to be their project they're going to work on because they're that's all about optimizing. The Elon Musks of the different alien race will be like, we will be the ones who listen to a full first Scott cast. At least until they can come up with one that's... Scott cast uh, is going to hop from 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 race to race. You know, it's interstellar. Inter, like it's species to species, I should say. Yeah, it's going to be the catalyst alien. that sparks inner... Is there a, would, there, would there be a different classification for uh, life forms outside of humanity? Like, like outside that, of the Earth? Like, uh, extraterrestrial life forms? <laughs> like, would they be the vertebrates? Well, who says that they have to have vertebrae? They could be little, right? little they blobs, could... jelly floating in the Or maybe they have some other... Like something besides a spine or not a spine. You, know? you don't have to have a spine to know Scott Cast is good. That's right. And I think that's that. And and that'll be us for the week. So you can catch us. <laughs> you can catch us on the pod. Make sure you subscribe. You little spineless bastards. <laughs> that's right. We'll have the next podcast. We'll have Ian, and we'll be talking about Jurassic Park. So mm. tune in. Nature finds a way. That's Science right. explained, baby. That's right. All right. Have a good time. Yeah.